What's up, everyone? You're listening to the Visually Stunning Movie Podcast, where you can get real, honest opinions about films that are opening in your theaters soon, and every once in a while, an older film as well. So stay tuned. Enjoy what you're hearing. Don't forget to like us and follow us on social media at VS Movie Podcast. You know how all that works. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Hey everyone, welcome back to the Visually Stunning Movie Podcast. I am very honored to have with me this morning uh, the two stars of a film I saw at Slamdance this year called Hannah Ha Ha. Uh, star and co-producer Roger Mancusi and the lead uh, playing the role of Hannah. Hannah Thompson, good morning, Roger and Hannah. How are you guys this morning? Good morning, good. We're, we're, doing, we're doing great. Thanks for having us. Hannah, let me start with you. I, this was a short before it was a uh, before it became this quasi feature, long short, really. Um, how did you get involved uh, with this? I'm going to go back to Roger because he's a producer, so I know he came in a little earlier. Where did you fall in this creative process about Hannah, who's going through so much that so many people are going through and have gone through and probably will continue to go through as long as humans walk the planet? You know, to be honest, I didn't know uh, the script or anything about what the movie was when I agreed to do it. Um, Jordan has been wanting to make a movie with me for about nine years since we met, and I didn't really take him seriously at first, and then he, you know, I wasn't an actress or anything, and then ran out of excuses uh, during like unemployment in the pandemic really is kind of how it, uh, how it started. So um, that's why I, I, I mean, I signed up for it knowing that his, his brain is incredible and that his, his movie would be great. And, um, and was lucky to be along for the ride essentially. <laughs> Yeah, uh, and it's it's funny actually the, the the cards before the horse there because because Jordan approached me with the script and a lead actress and said I need some some help getting this over the line could you come on and sort of give us some some organization uh, and so so she was actually well well before uh, I came on so you just helped wrangle the cats there at the end is that is that what you're trying to I say? was wrangling some cats wrangling some people uh, you know cheerleading keeping people excited and motivated and, and hydrated at and, least that was the first pitch and then it shifted into the the acting as well yeah i was gonna say and then you kind of produced your way on set if you <laughs> well the real yeah the real paul you know everyone in, in the in the film for the most part the actors have the same name as the character besides my character paul right. uh, because the real paul paul southard uh unfortunately got covid the day before production was set to start so uh so paul became roger and, and then roger became paul uh and then uh, I, I stepped into that role um which was fun and challenging uh acting experience before that like in the background of friends you know shorts and things that i need a, a tall guy hey you like you know get a <laughs> high get, school get, play get, yeah so, uh no high school play i took an acting class in college and i did get an a in it but it was like my art credit um so i was really stretching my acting 101 experience uh, on this set for sure uh, hannah high school play middle school play Pete, not nothing just yeah. just that friend that everyone has that yeah. you're like, you know, you yeah. you should probably be in front of a camera. Yeah. Is that, well, is that basically how that musician. happens? Yeah, don't don't sell yourself short, Hannah. She's an incredible musician. 
Yeah, I would say like performance is something I'm very used to doing, but acting zero experience. <laughs> you looked you looked very comfortable when I sent the uh, some some comments to to the, your PR folks. You know, they asked what I thought of the film, and I said it's it's very um, it's very authentic and real, and it feels because a lot of these this is kind of a slice of life kind of mm-hmm. kind of movie a story, um, but it's it's everyone's life at some point, whether you're 26 as Hannah is about to become in the film or, you know, midlife crisis retirement at some point, your, your life changes and you have to kind of deal with that. And this one just felt uh, full disclosure. I have, a, I have a kid who is Hannah's age mm-hmm. um, or right there. So it's, so I, you know, I've been through it and I'm watching that and it's, it's a, it's a, it's a weird perspective as a parent to watch, you know, again, go, Oh yes, this is where we're at. And this is kind of why, and watching Hannah, I would like to say, you kind of get to see behind the curtain as a parent a little bit. Cause you don't, cause kids never talk to their parents. Um, so that I find that interesting, Paul, you, you jumped in Paul. Uh, so, well, Hannah, so Hannah's kind of an, I almost called her an old soul. Um, she's very, Hannah is a gen, one of the few genuinely good people that we kind of encounter in in cinema um and hannah you just you you just play that so well i mean obviously he uh, jordan uh one of the co-writer directors uh jordan and josh mm-hmm. uh, obviously he he apparently did write it for you because i don't i don't know that you were actually acting i just think they said hannah today these are your tasks and then they just let you go to your tasks uh and i would bet having talked to some people in the industry that 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 a director would probably be just like that's pretty what we did uh but and it's okay and like i said i use the word authentic um was there anything that made the cut that you were uncomfortable was there something you had to do that you weren't comfortable that you hadn't done before that that you felt like you were acting to do obviously if you're a musician the guitar parts were probably really easy and that Mm -hmm. kind of thing but was there something you know the working the fry bin at, at fast food had you know had you worked that job or was that like i'm gonna scorch my hands no, I'd never done that. I don't think actually the the grill was on. Um, so I, but I think that really it was uh, like Josh and Jordan kind of tricked me through good directing into doing as little acting as possible. Um, but I I still like I think that there's a lot of difference between the character and I I'm um, a lot less wholesome in general I think <laughs> and maybe a little less charming as well um, so uh, you know she is I think almost like this alternate reality like if you were the absolute best version of yourself uh, and it was really fun to like get to explore that um, and everyone on set just had this great attitude and was really gung-ho and I think Roger as the producer was really leading that charge that we all just got really on the same page and all the scenes and the dynamics felt very natural um so I I think that that is sort of some of what what you picked up on and and I'm glad that 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 it came across uh so Roger what did you see from your producer side up until you had to become Paul because you obviously uh, saw all this preparation and rehearsal and whatnot. Yeah, well, you'd be surprised. You know, a lot of the, you know, we didn't rehearse a ton. <laughs> uh, the preparation 
was like, you know, I think it was a great learning experience for me too, as like a producer of like what really needs to, to happen. And sometimes the things that you've been told or taught go out the window on like day two and it just becomes like, what does the shoot need to accomplish today so that we can be done by the day we're going to be done. And so we had been spending all this time in prep, you know, doing these elaborate, like down to the minute schedules and breakdowns and shot lists and things that we ended up because of the nature of, of the shoot, which was much more like spirit of the moment and like collaborative and like, oh, like, what if we did this? And then like, we would scrap all of that stuff. So we figured out it was much more. So for me, it took a little bit of like, uh, trust in everyone be like all right like we're gonna throw out the rule book like we're not gonna go into the day with like a call sheet we're just gonna have like an iphone notes app that says like these are the scenes we have to get tomorrow we have to shoot eight to 12 pages which is like insane and that's gonna be okay and i'm gonna trust jordan and josh and hannah and myself and, and the, the co-producer on the film emily that we're gonna be able to at least get enough tomorrow <laughs> and just try to do that you know 10 times in a row and then we'll have a finished film. We'll have um, a finished film. Was it 10 uh, days? Is that, I believe 10 and we might've tacked on an extra half day at the end, so like 10 and a half, but really not a lot of time. Um, and crazy long days with just like basically the five of us and then a rotating cast of friends and people that'd be like, Hey, I can give you like a day or two or like Jordan's dad who plays Avram so beautifully that, you know, I think also has like a day job. So he's like, all right, I can work this half day and I'll work, you know, on my, engineering stuff in the morning. Um, so it really became run and gun, um, which I think you can sort of tell in the film. It has that authentic moments, like uh, spontaneity to it. But for me, it was about just getting comfortable in that chaos. It, 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 it is, but it's very organized chaos. Let me, let me just say, I've watched a lot of indie films and there are some where you're like, Ooh. they didn't even have the iPhone notes app. I think they were just like, let's go. So you're, you're a step ahead there. Uh, you, you play siblings. Um, the relationship between siblings is always fun to watch on film. Um, and as the older sibling, Roger, you play Paul, who's, who comes back, moves back to town where Hannah's taking care of your dad and she's about to turn 26 and you as a guy with a career and, you know, a job and benefits and a wife, and you're concerned about that. You're also concerned about your dad. Your dad's situation isn't is never explicitly explained, uh, which I, I think is nice. You can sometimes over explain sometimes to try to force too much emotion on an, on an audience. Um, but it's clear that, that Hannah needs to be there or someone needs to be there. So uh, do either of you have siblings? And if you do, how did your relationship with them influence the way you play Paul and Hannah? Uh, I, it's funny because I actually, I'm a younger brother. Um, so, uh, but I also have a great relationship with my brother in terms, especially like he's a writer and I make movies. So <laughs> neither of us are really making a ton of money right now. So uh, there isn't a, a huge careerist uh, push, even though we are super competitive. Um, I think it, it comes out in a, in a healthier way. I think you guys did just make a movie together, right? Or write we did. Movie. Yeah. So we, we co-wrote uh, and co-produced and then I co-directed with another friend, the short film based on one of his works. So we're sort of like competitive, but also collaborative in a way that, that kind of works. Um, but for this, it was more like, let's look at like, what about a, a myself that, that is like too careerist that like it, it allowed me to open some doors and look at, you know, how I've made myself feel about my own career or about my, my own accomplishments or, or lack thereof at this point of my life. And then how could I make 
Hannah feel that way? You know, how, and it was sort of fun to be like, how can I make her squirm? Um, but also how can I do it in a way that's loving and caring and driven by this, this like this aloof compassion that I think Paul has, where it's easy to be like, Hannah, you're a bum and you live at home and like, what the hell's wrong with you? And this like more aggressive over the top condescension, but it's a little trickier and much sadder if it's like, hey, like I care about you and I think you're not living up to your potential and that's just a, a, a shame and I can help you get out of this scenario. Uh, and he really sort of misses the mark on what makes Hannah happy and what makes her tick and what she needs in her life from a sibling point of view as well as from like a life point of view. So it's less about my own relationship with my brother and maybe more my own relationship with myself, you know, and, and times that I've been hard um, and made myself feel down and then having fun of making Hannah feel that way on camera. Yeah. <laughs> That's very sweet. Um, I would say, I mean, I, I think there's definitely a lot of inspiration from family dynamics. Uh, and I wouldn't say particularly like my, like any, in any literal sense, my relationship with my sisters, but I think the fact of like, the conflict being rooted in sort of a difference in in um, perspective more so than like a singular piece of drama or some like more clickbaity, like, you know, he's not Rogers or Paul is not trying to steal my will um, or like, or, you know, whatever. I don't think that's really something that happens, stealing a will, but you know what I mean? Steal the inheritance from, we're not like having this, um, this, conflict that's rooted in one person doing wrong to the other. And I think that that's really uh, not often seen or portrayed, but is, is a much more realistic way and relatable way to go about like a family conflict or family struggles. Um, because I feel like that's often how they go down in real life is that sort of the cracks are widening over time as opposed to the like hard drama right. moments. Yeah. I, 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 it, it, as I, I'm, I'm a middle kid. So, I mean, mm -hmm. there's a, there's a, there's a fine line between sibling concern and sibling harassment and, or mm -hmm. parental concern and parental harassment. Um, so I, you're, I, I like, you said, uh, Roger, you said aloof compassion, I believe is, is yeah. the way you put that. Uh, yeah. that's, that's, a, that's a really, it sounds bad, but it's, it's almost like a defensive mechanism, I guess you could, if I was going to, if someone told me portray aloof compassion, you know, it would be like, well, what is that? Well, in, in my head, I guess that's, you want to push without being mean about it. You, you know, I, I want to push you as hard as I can and love you at the same time. And, and that's a really weird, di especially when you, you already love a person familially. So, uh, you know, but that it, so it's different than, you know, trying to get your friend off his couch and go get a job so that he can buy the beer on Fridays instead of everyone else buying <laughs> beer on Fridays or whatever. Um, that I like that. I like that aloof compassion. I think that's a really great phrase and I'll probably steal it when I write this up. Uh, Amazing. So, <laughs> but no, it's, it, it is really wonderful. Um, did you, uh, Hannah, did you shoot any jobs, tasks that, that, that Hannah does to make money that didn't make the cut. Was there something that she, she does that, that they just, you know what that doesn't, or we don't have time or we can't finish that scene. Was it, was there a task or maybe that you really liked doing that didn't make the cut? Um, I actually don't think we did shoot anything. 
Roger. I think we used almost every frame mm-hmm. that we shot uh, of Hannah. <laughs> really? That's I'm 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 surprised because she does have quite the eclectic uh, resume there. Uh, yeah, but I think I, what we were going for, for there, just to, to, to follow up on what you're saying real quick, is that you know we wanted to show that she does work. You know, she works really hard. She works every day, and she's got a bunch of different responsibilities and obligations and people that rely on her in the community. So when Paul's saying like, oh, like you gotta get a job, she can realistically look back and say, I've got four, you know, I work hard. I'm out there every day. I'm not just sitting around watching Twilight Zone or like just like hanging out in the basement, which is what you might see when you see me here home home with dad. Like I'm not the the stereotypical, you know, loafing around 20 year old. I have purpose and I have a place here in the community. You just don't see that. And you're quick to judge and you wanna get me out of here without understanding what I'm leaving behind. Right. I, I, I kind of read, read Hannah. I, I kind of read you as a, she's like a, a, a social worker without being a social worker uh, <laughs> because you are, you are literally there to, to support whoever needs this thing or whether it's a, a task or a talk or a pat on the back. It always seemed like that's where you were and where you were the happiest. Yeah. I feel like she's sort of like a, uh, it's like a flashback to like the block dinosaur or like community leader grandma that everyone knows. Like Hannah is the 20 year old, 26 year old version of that um, character sort of. And that's like where she's headed and the ideal trajectory of her life and her skill set. Um, yeah, and it, and it, it just, it just plays really well uh, to, to all of your strengths as, as an actress, because you are now an actress, whether you like to believe that or not, uh, you will do something else and I will happily sit down and watch it. Um, I, do you, do you guys, what, what is, what is there in your futures? Uh, yeah, you know, we're getting maybe near the end of back to kind of something where we can do things all the time without having to think about them first. Um, so, so Hannah, what, what do you have? coming um i'm working on some music gonna put it out into the world uh and uh we're gonna do a screening of hannah haha in brooklyn sometime soon which i'm very excited about in the immediate future and that's about it uh well hopefully there's more i know that you know it's not even hopefully there will be more than that in the future roger what what is up on the on the on the producing side where are we at a bunch of cool projects, uh, hopefully more Jordan, Josh and Hannah collaborations. You know, they're, they're these wildly infectious uh, people where they sort of will be like, hey, man, I got an idea. And you're like, can't help yourself. But hearing the pitch and sort of getting excited about it, too. So, you know, twice or three times a week, I'll get like a random call from Jordan where it's like, we have our next film. And he'll give me like, you know, the 30 second pitch. And I'm like, all right, I'm in on that one. Or, how, how, many on that next, one how many next films have they pitched you so far? Uh, I think we're at four. Uh, <laughs> four next I, I've, films. I've, yeah, I've greenlit them all. So my next, you know, eight years is, is, is booked out. No, I'm kidding. Um, well, what? We'll, we'll you only yeah. need like three months, right? Ten, exactly. 10, 10 12 ten days, days to shoot, a little hey. post-pro, and then, you know, four yeah, times four. Exactly. Well, it's funny because Jordan also edits it. So we would shoot, you know, for like 14, 15, 16 hours a day. Uh, and then he would go home, upload the footage, cut it together, watch the assembly, and then come back to set the next day and say, oh, we need to like get this one reverse shot or something. I'd be like, 
did you sleep? He'd be like, no. no. <laughs> and I'd be like, okay, like you need to like chug this water and like take these vitamins. And, like remember, so uh, he has this crazy way about him. So I don't even think he needs three weeks, three months to edit. It takes about like, you know, six days. Um, but yeah, hopefully more stuff with them. I've got a couple other projects that I'm working on with other exciting writers. Um, but but I'm really excited to see where, where the, the Hannah Haha train takes us. That's cool. I, I, I look forward to seeing where the Hannah Haha train. I hope... Uh, uh, I hope the Brooklyn screening goes well. Uh, I hope we get to see it elsewhere. I'm sure it's going to make some other festival stops, uh, bigger festival stops. Um, so uh, hopefully I'll be, I'll be getting those emails going, Hey, do you want to screen this? And I'll be like, ah, been there and done that. Uh, but yes, I'll happily watch it again. Uh, so, and I'll just keep reposting that review. Love that. So uh, it, it, it is really, it, it, it's a, it's a wonderful little bit of cinema hannah you are great um don't think you're anything but in this film you are you are wonderful to watch um roger you you did strike the right aloof compassion note for for paul uh it is it is nice i I love i i just love the feel of it you're just watching it feels like you want an indie film to feel but also you the way you want to see these people's lives it's not all brightly lit it's not not all sharply cut it's because that's life and and i think that plays into it too and that's maybe a function of editing at four o'clock in the morning without any sleep um but but it works it totally worked for me and i really did enjoy it so um i would like to thank you both once again for taking some time this morning to talk about hannah haha it is really wonderful um when you know where it's going to play, feel free to, to send me that information and I will, I will happily disperse it as far as I can so that people can see it. If it's a festival near them, or if you've got a, you know, one or two night screening at some little art house as you're touring or whatever, let me know. And I will, I will pimp that for you happily. So, um, uh, any, any parting thoughts, Hannah, about Hannah, ha ha. No. <laughs> no. Yeah. No, never, no one can with resounding. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, uh, I'll and, let Roger take us away. <laughs> Roger, okay, Roger, you can you can send the, the pair of you away, and I'll close us out. Uh, perfect. Well, thanks for having us. First of all, um, I appreciate you you watching the film and responding to it, uh, even if it does feel like a, a, a week without sleep, fever dream uh, picture of Americana that's fading pretty fast, but. Um, we're getting some great responses like that. So it's wild to think that folks are even seeing the film that we made sort of for fun. Uh, and then it's even crazier to, to watch people react so strongly to it. So thank you. And, and thanks to anyone who has the chance to check it out. Hopefully there will be more chances to check it out in the future at a festival run and uh, Lord will and in the Creek don't rise distribution deal. Um, but uh, we'll, we'll keep you posted on that and wish us luck on that front. Um, and we appreciate you taking the time. Go check out Hannah Haha. Absolutely. Uh, so that's it, everyone. The, uh, thanks for listening to the Visually Stunning Movie Podcast. Don't forget to like us, follow us on social media at VS Movie Podcast. You know the drill. Um, and until next time, take it easy, everyone. Stay safe, and we'll talk to you all later.